From the Financial Times in London, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor, and this is FT News. Bankers' personalities are far more important than bankers' bonuses in determining risk appetite. That is the key finding from a new piece of research from the University of Mannheim. I'm joined by Sasha Steffen, one of the authors of the report, and Laura Noonan, our investment banking correspondent, to talk about the study. Laura, you wrote this story up for Monday's FT. Tell us a bit about the background to it. So what we did was we looked at a piece of research. It's the first research of its kind that really tried to quantify how bank executives impact the performance and the risk taking of their bank. The general theory is that bank executives have been incentivized by their bonuses and by their pay. And the idea behind a lot of the regulators' response to the crisis has been that if you change the bonus and the pay structures, then you'll see bankers taking fewer risks. And if you have a more long-term incentive plan, then you'll have bankers taking decisions which are in the long-term interest of their institution rather than taking these big risks which can pay off in the short term. Now, what these researchers found was that when they looked at what happened to banks across a period of around 20 years, they found that pay didn't actually have that much impact on the way bankers assess risk. What the researchers did was they looked at the different decisions taken by banks in similar situations and they first of all tried to work out how much of an impact did the bank senior managers have on those decisions. And then once they looked at that, they then tried to work out a correlation between different type of bankers and different decisions that their banks took. And what they found was that they could explain more of the bank's decisions by looking at the personalities and by looking at the kind of X factor of the individual bankers than by looking at the commonality of the bonuses and the compensation structures and the other observable things, stuff like education, background, whether they've worked in the bank or outside of the bank. Actually, all of that contributed less to the bank's risk appetite than the overall character of the bankers involved. Their basic conclusion was that if regulators have been going about trying to solve the risk issues by trying to incentivise bankers to a more long-term incentive scheme or by trying to give them smaller bonuses, that that's actually answering the wrong question because what actually affects the risk culture is the character and the calibre of the bankers at the very, very top. That is a much tougher thing for the regulators to address. Regulators have done a little bit of work in this area. They have the fitness tests for bankers in some countries where you have to undergo interviews, but really very, very few people actually fail them. So if you are totally unfit to run a bank, then you will not be allowed to run a bank. But it's not the same as trying to work out what is the best type of person to have running the bank and how do we get those type of people into those jobs. And the authors of the paper do admit that is a very difficult thing for the regulators to actually do. And they say that because the banker's character has such a big impact, And because it's so hard for regulators to really tackle that, then that is a significant source of systemic risk as well, because it's an issue that the regulators can't really get their arms around. We're also joined by Sasha Steffen, one of the authors of this report from the University of Mannheim. Sasha, thanks very much for coming on the show. Tell us, first of all, what prompted you to look at this topic? Because obviously it's very much been in the news post-crisis that bonuses drove excessive behaviour, but you presumably had a niggle that made you think about other drivers. Actually, to be honest, when we started that paper, we didn't have anything on executive compensation in mind. So what we actually were motivated by is that there is some literature saying that basically events or effects during crisis are very similar and hasn't been different in the 2008-2009 crisis compared to previous crises. And we were more interested in what kind of determines that 
persistence in risk culture within banks that ultimately leads to that bad performance. And our hypothesis was that this has to be coming from the top executives in that bank which imprint that risk culture within the firm. And tell us a little bit about how deep you went inside individual institutions. Did you look, for example, at the personality at the helm of Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers and other institutions that collapsed in the crisis? We did this. We actually looked at 1,500 executives and more than 100 banks at the beginning and tried to investigate using 10 or more at the beginning different policy choices of banks. So, for example, how much do they rely on short-term wholesale funding or how much do they actually do in more traditional banking models like loan and deposits taking and try to isolate a specific effect which is coming from the top management of the firm. So this is how we started. And we were actually able to identify these managerial effects. This is how we call that. And in a second step, basically related that to crisis performance. So we estimated this actually pre-crisis until the end of 2006 and looked at how does this predict how the banks performed during the crisis and could actually see that this actually has a really large impact. So those managers which were more inclined to have large exposures to mortgages and mortgage-backed securities and to short-term wholesale funding performed far worse compared to those which were more diversified in the lending business or had more traditional deposit funding. This is something you would expect, but now we could actually see that this is actually coming from what the bank executives made firms or made the, the employees do. And how could you be sure that bonuses, either for the chief executives or for the next people in the chain, were not responsible for motivating that risk-taking? We could actually control for that in our empirical methodology. So what we did is basically looking at these different bank business policy choices and investigated as to how much they were driven by bonuses, by also this option character in bonuses, higher risk and potentially higher profits than also give higher profits for the executives. So we could actually isolate this and say, okay, this might have an impact, but explains only like 4% of the overall differences in policy choices between banks. And then we were able to isolate this bank executive specific effect or managerial effect and could see that, okay, this explains a lot of that, actually, a lot of this variation between banks. So I guess as a final point, regulators maybe have been off beam, really, in looking to change the way that they regulate for bonuses and, and so on. I think this is right. I think this discussion, also we had this discussion in Germany substantially about how much do banks or bankers actually get paid. And I think this went completely off topic, but really no one actually looked at what the impact on risk actually might be. And we are saying this, okay, regulation of bonuses does not go to the root of the problem, doesn't really impact how managers actually run their banks, but regulators have to look more at the specific managers and the actions themselves. That's a trickier job for regulators, but it sounds like all the more worthwhile. Thank you very much, Sasha Stefan, for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy the FT's Banking Weekly. You can find this every Tuesday at ft.com slash podcasts.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.